The Trinity, God known to us as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Three in one, one in three. But that's some difficult maths. But it matters, because missing out part of the three means we know less of God. Hi, my name is Stuart. I get to be the minister here at St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. And I'm so glad that you've chosen to join us in worship today. Wherever you find yourself, know that you are welcomed and that you are loved. Today in our worship, Michael will explore the idea of God as Trinity and Alan will read for us and lead us in our prayers. As always, if you find our worship helpful, challenging or inspiring, or even all three, then I'd ask you to consider clicking like on Facebook or the thumbs up on YouTube and sharing it with your friends. You could also tell them about it when you meet them. Stick with us until the end for some notices about the things that we are up to or pop over to saint-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk, but not yet. Let's hear as Alan brings us... Let's listen as Alan brings us God's word for today. John 16, verses 12 to 15. I have much more to tell you, but now it would be too much for you to bear. When, however, the Spirit comes who reveals the truth about God, he will lead you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak of what he hears and will tell you of things to come. He will give me glory, because he will take what I say and tell it to you. All that my Father has is mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will take what I give him and tell it to you. I believe that Trinity Sunday is one of the more amusing Sundays of the Church's year. Because today, up and down the country, preachers are experimenting with water, ice and steam, or three-leaved clovers, or a person being a nephew, a son and a colleague at the same time. Yes, friends, today is Trinity Sunday, one of the more confusing and amusing Sundays of the Church's year. Because it's on Trinity Sunday that the Church grapples with one of the most difficult points of her belief, namely that God is one, but that God is three. God is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. That it was God who created the earth, God who was born in Bethlehem, and God who came down at Pentecost, Yet at the same time, it was the Father who created the earth, the Son who was born in Bethlehem, and the Spirit who came down at Pentecost. And if you want to take it one step further, it was God the Father who was born in Bethlehem, the Holy Spirit who created the world, and God the Father who came down at Pentecost. Confused yet? It's truly a mystery. For us humans, we just cannot comprehend how one person can be three distinct people, yet remain one unified person. There are some commonly used analogies that preachers draw upon on Trinity Sunday. I've mentioned a few already, a common one being water, ice and steam. A preacher would explain that God is like H2O and can be either a solid, a liquid or a gas. God can have three states, if you like. But this analogy falls down spectacularly because whereas water can only be ice, 
steam or water at distinct points in time. We believe that God is three at the same time. This mistake is called modalism. It's a belief that God is sometimes the Father, sometimes the Son and sometimes the Holy Spirit. Another common explanation is that the Trinity is like a three-leafed clover, that there are three different cloves that represent the three different persons of the Trinity, Father, Son and Spirit. The problem with this analogy is that it denies the unity of God. Although each clover can represent one aspect of God, Father, Son or Spirit, they are not the same. Instead, they each share a common source, namely the flower. This leads to a mistake called tritheism. It's a belief that there are three different gods that we've come to know as Father, Son and Spirit. If that were true, though, the Holy Spirit would not be part of God, nor would Jesus. They'd be related, if you like. Another common explanation is that a man can be a father, a husband and a son all at the same time, or that a woman can be a daughter, wife and mother at the same time, while remaining one person. People might argue that although they're just one person, they have different roles for different people. And on the outset, this argument sounds convincing. After all, I am a son, I am a brother, and I am a colleague. But I'm only Michael. I'm just one person. The problem with this analogy, though, is that it denies the distinction of persons in the Trinity. The analogy breaks down because a person cannot simultaneously be a father, husband and son to any one person. In reality, they change their role, depending on who they're interacting with. Although I am a son, a colleague and a brother, I'm not a brother to my colleague, nor am I a son to my brother. Being different things to different people is not how God works. As a result, this analogy simply teaches modalism. We're back to water, ice and steam. Jehovah's Witnesses, or people of other similar faiths, believe in something called Arianism. They claim that God the Father created God the Son. But again, this denies the God nature in each of those three persons of the Trinity. It implies that Jesus is somehow a lesser God because he was created by God. It gets us into all sorts of muddles and is best very much avoided. But simply, no human analogy or theology can ever fully explain how God in Trinity works. As with so much of the Bible, we're trying to express in human terms something that is understood only by God. So with this in mind, I wonder whether any of you have watched Star Trek, either on your own or with grandchildren or children. Often, when the team of the Starship Enterprise would land on some alien planet, they'd collect a sample of alien goo and they'd beam it up to Dr. McCoy, 
who would famously look at it and declare, it's life, Jim, but not as we know it. It's a bit of a cop-out, really. In the TV show, Dr. McCoy knew no more than the rest of the Starship's crew. Yet what he saw in front of him, as alien and incomprehensible as it was, was undeniably alive. It was undeniably living and functioning. Maybe this is how most of us experience the Holy Trinity. A little like with the alien goo, none of us can truly claim to understand the intricacies of the Greek or of the full words of the Athanasian Creed. Yet we know it works. And how, you may ask, do we know it works? Well, just as a tripod would fall down if one of its legs were not being used, so too would our understanding of God. If God were not all-powerful, that is, the Creator, the Father, we could not possibly believe that the universe was part of God's great design. We could not believe that God has a plan for each and every one of us. We could not believe that God has the power to forgive sin and welcome us home. Our understanding of heaven, of life eternal with God, would be shattered. If God were not all compassionate and understanding, that is, if he were not the Redeemer, Jesus, then we could not possibly believe that God shares in and understands our deepest and most sensitive thoughts. We could never feel comfortable sharing our most secret feelings with someone who had no idea how it feels to be hurt, rejected, despised, bullied tortured or even killed. How many of us would feel comfortable talking to somebody very powerful if he or she had never experienced what our life was like? How often do we hear those accusations levelled against politicians or other world leaders that they're not one of us, that they couldn't possibly relate to how we feel, to how we suffer, to how we live? Without God in earth as Jesus, we would have no companion, friend or brother, who had walked this earth before us. And finally, without God being an ever-present force in our lives, guiding and inspiring us, leading and connecting us, that is, God the Holy Spirit, we could be forgiven for thinking that this all happened way back in the past and was no concern of ours today. But as we considered last week, the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost gave a renewed vigour to the early disciples. No more did they remain trapped in their upper room, scared of what was outside, scared of what had happened. Instead, they went out to preach, to teach, to heal, and to bring the gospel into the lives of everyday men and women in the streets. Through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they were led to live lives like Jesus did. And through this life and ministry, they were able to bring God's children back to him and encourage others to do likewise. We, as Christians today, have a claim of that Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
we are successors to those first apostles. And through the Holy Spirit, we can feel God with us now. Our penultimate verse from our epistle reading, a verse which is inscribed in the hearts of many a Christian, sums this up so well. God's love, it says, has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that he has given us. One God, creator, redeemer and advocate. One tripod with three legs. If you lose one leg, yes, two still remain, but the whole thing becomes wobbly, becomes unstable, becomes unsound, becomes unusable. Lose one of the parts of the Godhead and the whole concept of Christianity becomes endangered. I've said it once, and I shall say it again. Not one of us can fully understand the workings of the Holy Trinity. And until we come face to face with our Maker, our Redeemer and our Advocate, we're never going to do so either. But what we can be sure of, though, is just as a tripod is a sturdy feat of engineering and just as a triangle is a strong shape, so too this life, but not as we know it, is how God works. God in three persons, the blessed, stable, life-giving Trinity. This is life, friends, just not as we know it. As the angels called in the great prophecy of Isaiah hundreds of years before the birth of Christ, so too we can sing aloud today. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Thanks be to God. Amen. In the light of your mercy, we offer up our lives, all we are for you. In the power of your spirit, a living sacrifice, all we are for you. We bring the work of our hands, our dreams and our plans, the fruit of our lips. Our talents and gifts, our kindness and care, the knowledge we share, the money we make, all our small steps of faith. In the light of your mercy, we offer up our lives, all we are for you. In the power of your spirit, a living sacrifice. Our failings and flaws For you see it all The whole of our lives We offer through Christ May our worship be true Bringing glory to you In the light of your mercy We offer up our lives All we are for you In the power of your Spirit Sacrifice, all we are for you, all we are for you.
Prayers for others and ourselves. God with us, you know from the inside what it is to be human. There is nothing we can tell you that you do not already know. None of our joys that do not delight you or our sorrows that you do not share. There is nothing we can ask that will offend you, whether or not you can give us what we ask for. You know how risky love can be, with loss never far behind. You know how complicated grief is, how much deeper it goes and how much longer it lasts than we ever think it will. And so we pray today for all those who have been brave enough to follow one of Jesus' last instructions to his friends. Love one another as I have loved you. And before going any further, we pause to reflect just how much he loved and what it cost him. We pray for children and their parents, knowing how important it is for a child to have a secure, loving start in life and how hard it can be for parents to provide that, especially if they have not known it themselves. We pray for youngsters setting out on an adult life, dipping their toes in the waters of friendship and romantic love, and pushed too soon, or so it seems, into more than they can or should have to handle. We pray for our churches, proud to speak about sharing the good news of your love, but not so good at living it out in practice, torn apart by rivalries and divisions, unable to cope with the pressures of change and the realities of loss. And finally we pray for those whom change has come unbidden and whose loss is all too real and sore, for those whose much-loved church buildings have closed or are about to, and to know that it should not matter as much as it does, and yet it does. For those whose land has been torn apart by war, and who have lost not only people that they loved, but all that once felt safe and secure. For those who are waiting at an airport or a railway platform or by a hospital bed, for the moment of parting from someone who is dearer to them than life itself. May they know the presence and comfort of the one who said, Do not be afraid, for I am with you always, to the end of time. Now we say together the prayer you have taught us. Praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. May God our Maker bless us with wonder. May Jesus our friend bless us with stories. May the Holy Spirit bless us with wisdom and love. And may the mystery of the Trinity be our travelling companion all of our days.
food bank collects every Sunday from 1pm until 2.30pm at the front doors of the church. All of your donations are gratefully accepted. Join us on Tuesday mornings for our coffee morning. It meets from 10am until 11.30pm. The price is £2.50 and you are most welcome to join us. Our plan is to collect recipes to make a book to raise some funds. So recipes can be given to Agnes Barr or myself as soon as possible. You can email them to info at saint-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk. Anyone who can help with the summer club, please again speak to me or speak to me. We're planning a family fun day and as part of that we're going to have a lucky bag fundraiser. So please, please, please could you donate some toys, gifts for adults and gift bags of all sizes. If you could drop them off at the church by next Sunday, that would be amazing.